Sports Central with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. Joining me on the show is Jason Dacey, ABC News journalist based in Brisbane. Usually, he's on the show talking all things about Australia, but today, we're going to be talking all things sports. Welcome to the show, Jason. How are you? Yeah, good to be back talking about sports. Being a former sports broadcaster, I don't mind uh, talking about things sporting-wise here in my homeland of Australia. Yeah, when we suggested this uh, topic initially, I was so excited because watching you on TV growing up on Sports Center and stuff, and to finally do this, always exciting. Let's start with uh, Ashley Barty. Shocking. You know, she's only 25. She's announced her retirement from tennis three-time Grand Slam champion. Just two months ago, she won the Australian Open. Now, we briefly talked about this after our last segment, but how did you react to the news? I was quite surprised. I didn't think that she would uh, retire. I knew that she wasn't dedicated to a long career in tennis, remembering that she was also a professional cricket player for a while. Uh, That was uh, a few years ago. But she really dropped the bombshell this week, saying that she won't play professional tennis again. She's got three Grand Slam singles titles. She's the world number one ranked player. She's the first Australian to win the Australian Open in something like four decades. But at the age of just 25, she's decided that she's had enough. She's going to be getting married soon. Uh, And, you know, she says... I will walk away with my head held high. I'm an inspiration to Indigenous Australians, Aboriginal Australians. And she spoke to a lot of people about it. And she's done. She's pulled the plug. And that's it from Ashley Barty. I don't think she's going to make a comeback. What I would compare this to is Bjorn Borg back in the 80s. All the uh, tennis fans out there will remember that Bjorn Borg was only 26 when he retired from tennis, I think in 1983. And he did make a comeback and didn't go so well. So if Ash Barty is going to walk away, I don't think she should come back. That's it really for the number one tennis player in the world. You mentioned that she used to play cricket before. As soon as she announced her retirement, that was that's what I was thinking. Maybe she could, you know, start playing a little bit of cricket because she wasn't too bad at it, you know, growing up. So possibly, but also it was very emotional. You could see how kind of upset she was, but she also made her peace with, you know, retiring from the sport. But You rightly mentioned it is a shock, right? So how has the media in Australia reacted to this news? Well, actually, a few people have said they weren't shocked because, you know, she had kind of hinted at this previously when she won her first Grand Slam tournament, which uh, was the French Open. She said, oh, can I retire now? (laughs) And so I said, no, no, you got to keep going. Then she won Wimbledon and now she won the Australian Open. So the likes of Rod Laver and even Goolagong have all said they support her decision to do this. And even, you know, Serena Williams is tweeted about it and said, you know, you've been a great champion. And look at Serena Williams's career going over more than 20 years. And, and it's actually a relatively short career from Ash Barty. But, you know, people on social media have superimposed her face with other sports, whether it's lawn bowls or whether it's golf, because she's such a talented sports person that she could probably turn her hands, uh, you know, to badminton, a popular sport in, in Southeast Asia and do very well at that. Yeah, she's a great ambassador for the sport, but also uh, a great uh, representative of the nation of Australia as well. Let's, uh, you know, turn our attention to football. Now, the Socceroos, the Australian football team, uh, were in action recently. They played Japan, but lost in a crucial World Cup qualifier, and they now have to go through a playoff. What's the sentiment like over there? 
So this was a game that a lot of Australians had high hopes for, but Japan came to the Olympic Stadium in Sydney and got a 2-0 victory over the Socceroos. And it was an understrength Australian team because of COVID and something like 11 players missing, including Tom Rogic and Aaron Moy. Uh, but uh, the Aussies put up a good performance until the very end. We saw substitute Kauro Mitoma coming on to get uh, uh, two goals in the last couple of minutes. And it did remind me of that game that Singapore played in Saitama away to Japan a few years ago when Singapore held on for a famous nil-nil draw, but it was no fairy tale for Australia. They lost 2-0. Now they're going to travel to Saudi Arabia to play a game early next week, but it's likely that it will have to go through a playoff, probably against United Arab Emirates, a one-legged playoff. And if they win that, then it's likely they'll have to beat fifth-placed South American team to make it to a fifth straight World Cup finals. And what you can say from that, Adrian, is it's very, very tough for Australia to get through now. You know, we don't have the old generation of players like the Mark Badukas, Tim Cahill, Harry Kuehl, you know, Brett Emerton, Mark Schwartz. They've all retired. So the current crop of players isn't quite as good. And the coach, Graham Arnold, was actually fined $25,000 for breaching the COVID rules just before the match. He'd actually tested positive for COVID. So this is all happening in the background. Very disappointed for Australia. But we have qualified for every World Cup since 2006. So I look at it as a kind of a cycle. This is a bit of a down cycle. Let's hope that for the next World Cup, Australia will be back stronger than ever. And okay, another team that hasn't made it to the World Cup at the second time uh, in a row is Italy. They lost in North Macedonia. So, you know, Australia missing out on a fifth consecutive World Cup. Well, Italy, wow, you know, <laughs> what did you make of that result? Oh, what a big shock. And I can remember actually in the 2010 World Cup, I was hosting that uh, coverage for Astro in Malaysia. And if you remember from that, they were the defending champions from 2006 and they didn't qualify for the second round. And I remember they drew 1-1 with New Zealand. So that was a big shock to everyone. They didn't get through then. But it looks like despite their fantastic players who continue to shine lights across European leagues, as a national team, they're in decline. And even, I guess, it makes it feel a bit, bit better here in Australia that if Italy can't qualify, well, we can't qualify either. But it's not over yet for the Socceroos. They do have an outside chance of making it to Qatar. Yep, and uh, let's hope that they do get there, regardless of how complicated that path might be. Jason, before I let you go, let's talk a little bit of cricket. Australia are out in Pakistan in a historic series. They haven't been there in so long. The first two test matches both ended in stalemate there. The final day of the third test match, Australia well poised, but Pakistan chasing what should be not a very difficult target. But we saw their collapse in the first innings, though. But, you know, I just want to ask you, what have you made of the tour so far? Well, I think it's fantastic. Australia and Pakistan playing cricket for the first time in 24 years. You know, we've seen a lot of problems in that part of the world. So that meant uh, that Australia's play Pakistan in neutral territory when they play away, whether it's in United Arab Emirates or Dubai and that kind of area. But now they're actually in Pakistan and it's going to be an exciting final day. It's already underway there in Lahore with uh, Pakistan needing another 278 runs on day five. Australia need 10 wickets. So, yeah, the first two tests were drawn. This is the third test. So it's probably 
going to be a very nail-biting finish and then uh, Australia will get on to the one-day internationals and the T20 internationals. So good to see Pakistan back in the in the fold and hosting Australia in international cricket. Yeah, one man who has stood out from the tour has been uh, Usman Khawaja. He's got Pakistan roots. He came back and he's been exceptional ever since his performance uh, in the Ashes. Uh, you know, how do you sum up his performances over where he was originally from, actually? Yeah, that's a very good uh, question. You know, Usman Khawaja, for people who don't know listening in Singapore, was born in Islamabad in 1986 and he's, his family emigrated to Australia. And he's actually a veteran. He's over 35 years of age and he's scored a century in this test. He's uh, got a lot of runs in the series. He's a proud Muslim playing in an elite cricket team for Australia, which is something a bit different. I think he was the first ever Muslim to play for the national team. And he's actually based in Brisbane, where I am. So what a great story that, you know, you're born in a country and then you represent another country and you go back to play in your old country and you're the star of the series. And by all reports, he's a lovely man too. And I think it's very important. I know Muslim listeners in in our audience on Money FM will will appreciate what he's done uh, for not just Muslims, but for people coming from South Asia. And it's the way the world's uh, become. It's it's good to see that kind of integration between cultures and religions. Yeah, what a player, what an ambassador for the sport, but also such a good person. You know, you can see that regardless of being knocked down multiple times in his career, he always comes back fighting. We've been in conversation with Jason Dacey, ABC News journalist based in Brisbane. Thank you so much for your time and have a great weekend. Thank you very much, Adrian, and have a great weekend to all the listeners. And uh, now the restrictions are being eased. It makes it a lot easier for me as a Singapore permanent resident to come back and visit the beloved Lion City. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.